Hi, and welcome to For the Love of Beer. I am Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend, Mark Kyle Johnson. Good morning. Recording um, again in our respective bunkers, although Mark, um, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube, is back in the Garden Pub. Back in the venue. Um, Excellent. Okay, so um, another episode um, where we're sort of getting way into Series 2 now. Two more beers tonight. One we've never done before, one we've done before that um, we're dreading a little bit. Um, first time, obviously, on the pod, but we have drank it once before. Yeah. I weren't that keen on it. Um, so the premise is myself and Mark have um, 100 different beers to get through from 100 different countries in accordance with this um, bucket list that we have, um, like a scratch-off list. So without further ado, I think we'll get into to beer number one. Which is yeah. you've got your list up on the wall now. I noticed, by the way, the list is on is on my wall. Yeah, um, Excellent. <laughs> as, as well as as well as um, some merchandise as well. Yeah, Lots coming soon. It's yeah. we should call it the prototype because it's the only one we've got. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying <laughs> first beer. <laughs> first beer of the day is um, Chingis from Mongolia. Now. When we first got the list, I thought this was going to be rock hard to get hold of. I thought this was going to be one of those ones that's going to be impossible. But in the end, I managed to track this down on a German website, I think called mongolia.de.d. And, and yeah, I managed to get it from, um, from Germany. Um, upon doing a little bit of digging, there is a reason for that. Because um, Chingis itself was developed in 1997. And the actual uh, the, the place where it was um, where it was made originally it was just a small microbrewery in um, the Mongolian capital Ulaanbaatar. Right. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. I probably haven't. But anyway, they made the beer to meet the German purity law, which then enabled um, enabled it to be brewed um, in Hamburg. So essentially, um, it, this has been brewed under license. To the same standard they do it in Mongolia um, and it's actually right. been brewed and made um, in Hamburg in Germany and then do they export it from Hamburg back out to Mongolia then or no, no, just, no. Just so if you want a Chinggis from Mongolia you can you can get it because there is a microbrewery but bear in mind so that, that's going to be a genuine microbrewery Chinggis then if you're in Mongolia yeah whereas this has been made under license based on that rest based on that same that process but obviously done on a slightly bigger scale um for the, the for the mongolian european market yeah which, uh, there must be there must be uh, some demand out there for it so yeah yeah interesting stuff we're drinking a 330 ml bottle five percent it's pitched as based as being a, a standard lager the first beer i feel we've had in a while that doesn't say premium on it yeah very true so I think without further ado, I think we'll crack these open and get started. It's got quite a nice label on it. It's got a bit of a like a Western American, you know, like the Southern, it's not Western Southern, you know what I mean? Like a bit of a Texan look to it. Yeah, well, they make, uh, a, they make a big point of having the horses on there. Um, yeah. Supposedly, um, they're obsessed with horses over there. So one of the big times is, um, past times is horse racing. Let's have a swing. Quite nice, actually. Is it? Mm. Mm. It's very fizzy. Oh. 
Um, yeah, that's that's not too bad. Mm. I see what you mean. Yeah, it is quite fizzy. However, what? That's that's not all that bad. I quite like it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what was I saying about horses? Yeah. So big on horses over there. It's still one of their primary modes of transportation. Really? Yeah. Mongolia is, is a country. small country? No. Well, yes and no. So it is the 18th largest country in the world. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit smaller than Iran, which is another big place. And it's sandwiched right. between China and Russia. So right. it's landlocked. Oh, God, it's gassy. Landlocked between the two. So despite its size, the population of Mongolia is only 3 million, around 3 million people. Right. So it's pretty much the most sparsely populated developed nation on earth. Right. See, I don't know much about Mongolia. I don't either, really. I've never really, never really looked into any of it. Um, what are they famous for? Any ideas? What's going on in Mongolia? Well, they're famous Anything? for one bloke. Go on. Genghis Khan. I've heard of him. So he is he is basically the um the Mongolian like Elvis Presley. Not that he was into music or a musician or anything, but just that that mega mega famous um conqueror and all round shit. Um <laughs> and interestingly, um Chingis, so the name of the beer, Chingis, is actually an alternative spelling of Genghis. Ah, so is that how it's come about then? So the so the beer is actually named after him. So is it, so is it purposely named after Genghis Khan? Yeah, because it is a modern beer, isn't it? So it's obviously that's their most famous export to the world. Yes. Um, so, uh, right. Like I don't if we had, if we had a beer and just named it Bowler Hat, or yeah, you know, so like that, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So then you get Mongolians probably doing their podcast now. They'd be thinking, "Oh, what does Bola Hat mean?" And then they'd be looking into it. You know? Yeah. Um, interesting. I was re- watching a program about Bola Hats the other night. Um, only I've excelled myself there because I can't remember what it was. But it was a country. <laughs> um, oh, Baldrick. He was out in. I think it was Peru. Tony Robinson. Um, Yes, they have a a carnival where there was loads of dancers and all that sort of stuff, and they were all wearing bowler hats. And it came about that when they were building, I think it was either the town or the railway or something like that, it was built by British workers who brought with them a load of bowler hats. No, they didn't. They, pardon me, they... Local government imported the bowler hats to make the workers feel more at home. Only when they got there, they were too small, so all the local women wore them. And then it's become the local thing in this town in, I'm sure it was Peru, that all the women dancing like wear these bowler hats. So perhaps that town in Peru does a beer called Bowler Hat. Um, it's amazing what you've had to resort to watching now. You've obviously burnt through all the box sets. Yeah, it's been a long few days. <laughs> I've even done electrics today in the house. Have you? And I never did. First time I've ever touched electrics in my life. Such so world, the house is not currently on fire, so going well. <laughs> so now I see why you're in the pub. Together. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd have a bit of a wander down the other end of the garden, really. 
Um, so yeah, I'll be painting it this afternoon. That's the plan. Um, so yeah, anyway, Mongolia. Yeah. So Genghis Khan. So Genghis Khan is pretty much the the first thing that springs to mind when you think of Mongolia. Now Genghis was sort of up there in the bracket of like um, William the Conqueror, Alexander the Great, the people that basically went and explored and took over, you know, land and territory and whatever else. So um, he went at such a pace that in 25 years, he, um, he basically conquered more land than the Romans did in 400 years. Really? So think of all, all of what the Romans did in terms of how far out they spread. In 400 years, Genghis Khan did it in 25. No wonder he's got a beer named after him, is it? He's like the Usain Bolt of world conquering. Better <laughs> <laughs> play to him. He's rapid. And not only was he, not only was he rapid at conquering land, he's, he's probably dipped his cock in, in more women than probably anyone in living memory. <laughs> As he indeed. So much so. So much so, his pork sword saw so much battle that they reckon that one in every 200 men in the world is a descendant of Genghis Khan. Wow. That is some statistic, isn't it? Yes. Wowzers. One in every 200 men in the global population. He was a busy guy. How was he doing any conquering if he was busy, you know, doing choppery? I guess, daytime, I guess daytime activity, you know, you go out, you conquer some land and whatever, behead some people, and then at night time, that's where, you know, it's lady. Well, maybe the, two, maybe the two were related, so we go out and conquer some land and, you know, sort of kick the men out of it, but leave the women there, do what he needs to do, and then leave his lads behind to just, you know, sort of do what... Like take over the land or something. I don't know. A lot, a lot of maybe it was all yeah. yeah, maybe it was all just sort of goes together. It kind of fits, really. He was probably the world's, the world's most prolific rapist, which makes it slightly curious why the Mongolians clearly don't seem to mind him too much, since they named a beer after him. Yeah. So we've got about 1,400 followers on Instagram at the moment. So... At least seven of them are probably descendants of Genghis Khan. Potentially. In our Instagram followers. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, there's a statue of him as well. And I think this, there's a statue, and apparently the statue is him on a horse, and it is the largest statue in the world of a horse. Right. So essentially, it's the, world's, the world's largest horse is essentially this statue in Mongolia. <coughs> What's the um, capital of Mongolia? Ulan, even, Ulan Batar. Never even heard of that in my life. No, and apparently it's the world's <laughs> coldest capital city. Wow. I knew. I would have assumed it was hot. No. I didn't know anything about Mongolia. So, um, yeah, so if you, if you picture it on a, on a map, um, imagine China's, uh, China's um, at the bottom, Mongolia in the middle, and then uh, it's sort of like the meat filling in a sandwich, and the top piece of bread is Russia. Right. I'll have a look when I get back, you know. But it's big. I mean, it's a big-looking country, but there's not a lot in it. And, <laughs> uh, and, and apparently, again, I'm exhausting all my Mongolian knowledge here, about a quarter of the, of the people that live there don't actually live anywhere. They're just nomads. They just, they just 
mill about. Really? Yeah, they don't live anywhere. They just sort of amble about. Well, when the people sort of rock up around the town where I live, everything kicks off on Facebook about that. So, I mean, who's paying all the council tax over there? Who's emptying the bins? If I, not think it's more like, I think it's more like Wild West out there. Like, hence, hence the sort of vibe from the bottle. It's more sort of Wild West out there <laughs> than like, you know, travellers and stuff. I think it's more kind of like, you know, drifters on horseback arriving to a town. <laughs> you just do what you want. Yeah, you yeah. know. So yeah, that, that's that's um, I st- I'm still getting my head around the whole the the how so many people are related to Genghis Khan. Yeah, but I suppose in theory, right? technically we're all supposed to be related to Adam, aren't we? Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, um, ambassador's reception, the beer. Um, no, it's too common. <laughs> it's too much of a. It's it's a it's a. This would fall into the category of. Um, it's too much of a working working man's beer. This is the sort of thing that you would. It's a bit rough and ready. Yeah, it's got too many sort of like horseback ridery gun connotations to it. I think, doesn't it? Yeah, it's your beer for your average working man. Yeah, and and you know, the beer's named Genghis, and what you don't want is all your dignitaries and all the all those people that are there at the ambassador's reception going. Hang on a minute, isn't this like beer named after a hairy rapist? I mean, the ambassador's sort of in a bit of hot water there, isn't he? Yeah, bit of a tricky situation. Um, yeah. However, barbecue beer, what do you think? I think this would go down well in a barbecue. It'd be interesting for a barbecue, yeah. Very it interesting. Would. It, it sparks some chat up about rapists. Good talking points. It's a very good talking point, yeah. Horses, <laughs> rape. Um... <laughs> <laughs> A country that you don't know where it is. It's all the standard you to expect at a barbecue, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's five percent. By the way, I'm not sure if we mentioned that earlier. In my I did, opinion, yeah. I dropped you that can. In. It tastes quite strong, doesn't it? It's got quite a strong flavour to it, mm. and it leaves that little yeah strong kick when it's you. Um, it's got a bit of a nice, nice aftertaste off the back of it. It's yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, as a beer, I think it's it's all right. I mean, it's not brilliant by any means, but. Yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. But yeah, wouldn't um, wouldn't yeah. make it to the ambassador's reception, no. But at a barbecue, it'd be yeah, in as kind of a, an interesting kind of something a bit different. It's definitely got its own flavour. I'd say yeah. that. It's, it's got more to it than I suspect the next one's going to have. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, 1997, a new beer. Fairly new beer, anyway. Relatively new, yeah. Um Interesting as well, because when you when you Google Chingis beer, what comes up is essentially like a, a, a bar or Chingis club, which is um, which is basically a, a bar, and the microbrewery is <coughs> where they make it for Mongolians. So, what do Mongolians drink? Do they drink this beer? They'll drink this, yeah, because essentially you've got. I mean, if you if you're in the capital, and you take in a wonder, because I've looked it up on Google Maps. This this place, this Chingis Club, is sandwiched in between um, a Burger King and a panini shop. Right. Okay. So in between those two, you have the the this sort of bar, um, which you know from the pictures looks looks relatively all right. It looks like they do some nice food, but I think they obviously they make the beer and there's other shops and places around Mongolia. I'm sure where you can buy it, but I think what you have, well, is you have 
the capital and then everything else out of that is really sparse and really like thinly thinly populated right well maybe they sell it in burger king with it only being next door um, sauna? well this is going to be drunk in the sauna isn't it i can imagine this being nice in a hot country i wouldn't really have it down as a cold country beer so it doesn't really, for me, this doesn't really fit the image that it portrays, apart from the, you know, the rapists and that. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I did also, I was digging through um, YouTube, yeah, and I managed to find an advert for it. Oh wow! Now what I could you attempt to, to do that on the uh, yeah. What I, well, what I could attempt to do, which I mean, for the listeners, won't have too much benefit, but for those watching on YouTube, if this works. Oh um, God, are we doing technology? Potentially, yeah. Potentially. (laughs) Brilliant. Here we go. I'm going to play it now. Wow. 1998 this was made. So this is when it was pretty much brand new then? Yes. Snow, big barrel, big walk in it. He's riding on a horse. Very frothy. Oh, yes. Look at that. There's the man himself. There's Genghis. He doesn't look sure, does he? <laughs> All the guys are laughing at him because they realise it's a shit beer. Wait till this guy strokes his beard. Hmm. <laughs> 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 He's getting it all down him. Yep. It does look cold there. Chingis. Some heroic music at the end. There we go. Right. Okay. Hopefully that works. <laughs> so that was the local advert when it was first introduced then, presumably. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Playing again. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I can still see you, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, sound. Um yeah. Should we move on to rate it? Uh, rate yeah, we better ask. I don't know how long we've been recording for. Right, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're about time. So yeah. Fingers? fingers it is yeah i'm a bit stuck on this one because i i don't feel like i i like it as much as i did when i had the first sip i've developed so, a fondness for it the longer it's gone on mm, yeah see i've gone the opposite way so i'm gonna uh, i don't know i don't know i'll just go with my gut feeling at the time right fingers okay. it is right okay you ready yeah go on three two one I've gone six and a half. So I've gone seven. seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Um, yeah. Give it a seven. Yeah, I'm happy with a seven. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad. No. I think it's inter- it's, it's an interesting beer. It's an interesting beer. Um, I don't outright love it. Interesting country. Yeah, and I've enjo- but I've, I've, I've enjoyed drinking it. Yeah. Um, it's been different, and I like that. Um, exactly. You know, some of the... Boring ones that we've had are just, just like that, but you know they're just boring. Whereas this is different. It's a talking point, that's and what that's what you want at a barbecue. Yeah, we will have to share that um, that advert for those who didn't get to see it. Um, yeah, the way the guy, the guy that's looking, the other guy that's like Genghis's mate on the horse, the way he strokes his beard and looks at Genghis as if like he fancied him, didn't he? 
I'm going to have you. <laughs> yeah, when you're done with all them women, mate, I'm, I'm, I don't care if it's sloppy seconds, I'm getting in there. <laughs> right, uh, decent start then. So, Chingis or Genghis, um, Mongolian lager, 7 out of 10. Sound. We're back yeah. shortly with our second beer. Welcome back. Beer number two um, for this episode is a beer from uh, Greece. Um, for those of you in the UK that have done a fair fair amount of all-inclusive holidays or holidays out there, you might know this beer very well. Um, Mark, do you want to indulge? Yeah. Have you been to Greece before? I haven't, no. No, neither have I. So up until when we bought this the first time, I've never had it before. Um, easily available, readily available, sorry, over here. Bargain booze everywhere absolutely brilliant it's cheap it's under two quid i presume something like that i can't remember but it was sitting there staring at me in the fridge like excellent i thought this was going to be a difficult one to get but it wasn't happy days really excited greek beer it's going to be a good summer beer great one to have with a barbecue excited however we've drunk this before um we had this pretty near the beginning of the journey didn't we do we tell them what the initial rating was I, I remember not enjoying it at all, but I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a fresh pair of lips. Um, Should we start again? <laughs> and start again. Clean slate. Clean right. slate and just see, you know. Right. We... So for, for the listeners who can't see what we're doing, so it's a green bottle, Mythos, M-Y-T-H-O-S, um, like sort of white writing gold label. Um, it's a 4.7% beer. So on the face of it, this is really exciting for me. 4.7% sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, but then when you get to the cap, it all starts to go downhill. It's a peel off cap. Absolute it's aberration. Plastic with a little shitty black ring and you finger the ring and pull it off. It's just, it's horrific. Awful, awful cap. Um, so we, the viewers are able to see for themselves now. Green bottle. Um, so yeah, Mythos, should we uh, have a first taste of it? Yeah, let's get into it. There's a lot of unicorns yeah. on the bottle. Is that what it is? Unicorn? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that maybe because it's mythical? Mythos? Mythical? I'm assuming so. Shit box off anyway, so that's that. So, first taste, Mythos, Greece. It's as bad as I remember. <laughs> Do you know what? It's worse than I remember it. <laughs> All I remember is it had a really watery, next to nothing taste, but actually... It's got quite an acidic taste now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's acidic. That's the best way to describe it. I just thought it was watery and had nothing to it, but it's not, is it? Well, it's alcohol, actually got quite a lot of flavour. Alcohol-wise, if alcohol-wise, it feels weak. It feels like it's weak and watery, and then there's this weird acidic aftertaste. It's like a like a like a shit soft drink. Well, as you say about it being weak, what you should know about this is that. Although it's a 4.7% beer here, anyone who's been to Greece will have drunk the Greek version, which is actually a 5% beer. Um, so I'm presuming that's going to taste different, which is interesting. You might also be interested to know it's a Carlsberg beer. Now, we don't traditionally get on very well with Carlsberg beers, do we? No, no. Um, and it's also a new beer, which you're very, I hope you're going to be interested to know. This beer was invented and started to be distributed like Chinggis in 1997 now that was that's a pure accident that's just happened here yeah but it's also 97 how good's that where were you in 1997 1997 yeah 
uh, singing things can only get better about New Labour. Um, that I was, was in Crew. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crew just about to finish my career in primary school, ready to start um, Ruskin High School in um, nineteen ninety-eight. So yeah, last year of primary school, what was I doing? Um, doing all my tests and everything, you know. Um, Do you know what? I was talking to the wife the other day. I love the 90s. The more I listen to 90s music and appreciate it, everything was just brilliant, wasn't it? And that's not being naive about how easy childhood was and that sort of stuff. 90s was just like technology was coming on. Music was just like, oh, it was just better, wasn't it? Everything was just better about the 90s. yeah, we were getting. You know, you say that we didn't have any of the issues that we have now, like coronavirus, but we had like mad cow disease. Yeah, it's the same sort of effect. You know, it's the same same thing, really. Um, well, not really. It's not really the same as coronavirus, but there was. I mean, things bad things would always be happening, but I don't know. It just felt but, like. But for mad cow disease, we didn't have the same media that we've got now, and no. all the social media and all that. There wasn't all the scaremongering that there is no. now. Um, and it wasn't as easy to just get so scared about stuff, you know, back then. Yeah. You know, it's all, I say only, but it's only 20 years ago. It, but times were different. You know, technology and communication in particular has come a long way, hasn't it? Oh, um, and, and I think yeah. back then, the, the sort of the big sort of topic playground debate was which Spice Girl was the fittest. Emma Bunton, Baby Spice, definitely. That was the most common answer. I, back then, I used to fancy I used to fancy Ginger the most. I think she's got better with age, in my opinion. I just think she Jerry, was, she was really the sluttiest. <laughs> Dressed in that tight dress. Yeah, that did it for me. But you know what? I think now, if you look at them all now, the one that's sort of come from sort of back of the pack and has gone straight to the front, Mel C. Mel C looks great nowadays. I've not seen her for a while, to be honest with you. Honestly, she's wearing, I'd say she's probably wearing the best out of all of them. So I presume she's not wearing tracksuits anymore then? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I saw her fairly recently and I thought, she looks better she's now. She's doing well. Yeah. In my opinion, um, Ginger Spice, your favourite, she's aged very well. She's not Ginger anymore for a start, um, which is not a problem for any Ginger viewers out there. But she's got herself settled down and, you know, she, she's all right. Ginger Spice. Yeah, um, nice. I used to fancy her. So, so, yeah, 1997, you're in Greece. You're a Greek, right? Yeah. And then it's actually a local brewery at that point, which was um, distributing this. Basically, the brewery, as it was, mythos. Oh, so I just background noise. It's my dog going off on one. Yeah, mine will be out soon. Um, so this brewery was founded in 1970. Um, as a local brewery and sort of distributor in uh, Thessaloniki. Is that the way you say it? I don't know. So then in, they were distributing like different beers and, you know, this, that and the other. And then in 1994, that brewery, I don't know what it was called before, but that brewery was renamed as Mythos. Um, But they still at that point weren't brewing this. Until 1997, this was released as a tourist beer. Okay. So this has been purposely brewed for the likes of us. How could they get it so very wrong? Yeah. Are they um, taking the piss? But, but if you were a Greek and in 1997, would you get excited about this? You'd give it a go, wouldn't you? All the local advertising and 
I presume everything would be all over the telly and the news and as it was, um, all the billboards, because obviously Facebook didn't exist then. Mm. Would you be getting excited about this? You'd give no. it a go, wouldn't you, surely? You'd, have a, you'd buy a pack of four to start with, surely. I just, I, I, I just cannot, I can't get my head around how bad, because the only thing that mystifies me as well is that on the label, we've got Gold Award 2001. It's got a um, International Taste and Quality Award 2011, 2014. Well, how is this winning awards? It tastes like absolute shite. I had, I've not noticed that, but that is awful, isn't it? International Taste and, what is it? Taste and Quality Institute Brussels. That's the EU for you. Um, as I'm as I'm sort of going on, I'm more interested in in sort of 1997 than I am about this beer. And I'm just I'm just going through now, looking at songs that were out at the time. Can you think of a song off the top of your head that you were listening to that was your jam in 1997? Not off the top of my head, no. But you're going to have the like of Steps. Um, I'm not obviously sure Spice Girl for the top. I, I don't think it was. I think it came slightly slightly later. Go on. I think. So here's here's uh, here's one. Oh. <laughs> I take back what I said about the music being better. Fucking hell. That's dreadful. That's as bad as this beer. Um, I don't know. I have a bit of time for it. That'll Robin be Williams, Angels. Now we're talking. Also, um, Barbie Girl will make a good title for this podcast episode. Though. Yeah. Also, um, I'll start playing this song and you tell me the video game it reminds you of. FIFA 98. Yes. Which... Obviously, as you know, it came out in 1997, so... Pretty Was much... that tune in 97? Yeah. Song 2 by Blur. What yeah. a tune. Definitely the best song of 1997. I'll take no other song there. Uh, the intro, I don't know. The intro to it, anyway. The I'm going to hit you with another, another one. <laughs> See what I said? <laughs> There you go. There's another one for you. That that's hard to top. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I can find one that's better than that. Right. So as you continue to look for them, would yes. you like some facts about Greece? Go ahead. I've got some for you. Right. Well, specifically, they're about Greek gods. Now, what I neglected to do it was Google any famous Greek people. So we'll we'll come into that later. Right. So there's a Greek god. He's called Erysichthon. Who? Right, Erysichthon, This could be my writing here. I was Thank writing you. it quick. Erysichthon, right. right. So he's a Greek god, right. So this guy, he's greedy and he's rich. He's very rich. He owns like loads of things because he's he's just like this Greek god. He's greedy and he's rich. So he cuts down a sacred grove of trees to build another feast hall so he can keep feeding his, like, his eating habit. I don't know what he's eating, like... What's a knobhead? 
yeah, like chicken nuggets or something. It yeah. could be anything. I've no idea. But he fills down, he, sorry, he builds his feast hall. Um, but to do so, he cuts down this grove, sacred grove of trees. So another Greek god, Demeter, uh, was annoyed by the fact that he's cut this sacred trees down. So he punished every sixth uh, by giving him a massive appetite. Because uh, obviously all of this is like, it's definitely true, right? Yeah. So he, he gives him the spell of having like his massive appetite. Yeah. So he wants to eat ev- anything and everything like in ancient Greece. So what he did, he ate all of the food that, you know, like obviously he's got sort of around him. And then he started using all of his wealth. So he was selling things off and just like just selling everything so he could buy more food just to become a big fat bastard. Yeah. Um, so what he did, when he exhausted all his wealth, so he's completely broke now, he then tried to sell his own daughter, um, you know, to keep feeding his habit, but he's lost everything. So he's literally got nothing to sell anymore. He's got nothing to pay for any food. So this guy, every sixth thing, eats himself to death. I mean, this is the kind of bullshit that we're up against with Greek gods, but this guy eats himself to death and he died eating his own flesh. Right, so there's the first story of Greek gods for you. So he was then, the Greek god of fat bastards? Basically, yeah. He <laughs> um, was that fat bastard singer that used to be on the X Factor. Was it X Factor? It might have even been pop stars or Rick pop Waller. at that point. That's him. He is the Greek god of fat bastards, Rick Waller. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's still the same size now. I don't know, he was sort of like milk bottle shaped, wasn't he? He had like a little head and then he sort of went out like, like, a, like a bottle of milk. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, right. More Greek gods for you. Now, I've not got any in-depth stories for any of these, but the titles of each story will give you all the information that you need to know. Um, and then we can move back onto the beer. So, Greek god leader shagged a swan. Right. <laughs> Greek god Kronos yep. ate all of the children that he could possibly produce, eats them, and then cuts off his dad's cock. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could top the last one, but then you did. <laughs> right. Uh, Greek god Pan yep. um, creates the Pan flute oh. out of the women who rejected him. Absolutely. So he cuts them up. You know, like the Pan flute? Yeah. He created that, the original one, out of women who rejected him. How can, you make, a, right. how can you make a pan pipe out of a woman? Well, the bones, innit? Well, yeah, in theory, yeah. And then I've got one more for you. Greek god Hera, yep. Hera, Hera, H-E-R-A, kept restoring her own virginity just for fun. So she'd get in a bath... Um, and while she was having a bath, she'd, I don't know what she'd do, but she'd restore her virginity. No matter how many men were in there, she'd be restoring her virginity every time she had a bath. Re- resealing might... her hymen. Sorry, say again. What? Resealing her hymen. Possibly, I don't know what she was doing. But they didn't have sealing equipment back then, did they? So, who knows? Um, and that, my friend, is the Greek gods for you. Um, what... <laughs> Do you think Kronos, the guy that ate all his children and then cut off his dad's cock, 
do you think while he was doing so he would have drank mythos well he's clearly mental and and yes i would say i would say any of those people would probably drink this beer because they're that ridiculous it's a it's a beer for weirdos isn't it it's a beer for weirdos for anyone that likes it anyway it's got to be a, a bit unstable yes barbecue beer if it's no. hot weather out there no nope. uh, we're in the pub now so the barbecue's going on just around there it's barbecue weather and there's loads of people here we're having the big beer festival which hopefully is going to happen soon is this going to be part of it no everyone would just i'll just if, if you served me that i would just up and leave but it's a talking point isn't it because everyone would taste it and think well that's shit i'd just say hannah get the kids we're going home I wouldn't like to be served at, at the barbecue anyway. No. Personally. Would it make the ambassador's reception? No chance. Hell no. no Not chance. a chance. No. no. I agree, mate. It is one of, it is one of, if not, the worst beer we've done so far. Is it as bad as snow from China? Worse. Because on a hot day, because snow tastes kind of like nothing, yeah. On a hot day, almost like snow is like a bottle of water. It's like that would that well, would. Well, that's what snow. I was expecting this to be like because I just thought it was watery. Because no. on our initial review of this before the pod started, we said it was watery, but we'd had quite a lot of other beers at that point. So I think that our judgment had been impaired. We gave it too high a rating. What did we give snow as a rating? Four, four. I think it was a four. Was it that high? I think it was a four. Well, when we initially rated this, we gave it a two. I'd um, stand by it. I would stand by it. I mean, the mere fact that I've only drank that much of it in, what, 20 minutes now is its not a great sign. No. But as the rules of the podcast go, we have to finish the beer. It's not going to be on air because it's probably going to take me all afternoon. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it while I clean score at the barbecue ready for um, later on for my, my isolation barbecue. So yeah, that that is mythos and Greece for you. Um, Kronos, I reckon he would he would do it. Leader who shagged the swan, she'd probably drink it. She's a bit weird. The guy that ate himself to death, he'd definitely drink that because he's just fucking weird, isn't he? Um, and the the woman who keeps restoring her own virginity for fun, she sounds like. Um, so I'm not sure she would drink that because she wouldn't drink lager. Process the idea that by makes a panpipe out of a woman. I just find that fascinating why you would even think to do that. Well that's the Greeks for you, isn't it? Use them as a straw. I mean he was the he was the Fred West of his day, wasn't he? Clearly, yeah. Um so I think we should rate it. I think two's too much. I'm gonna give it one. I'd give it two. You're willing to give it two? Yeah I'd give it two. Have we had any zero beers yet? No. I'm only giving it two because, you know, a bit like the undateables where you get like someone that's so weird or odd looking or whatever that, that you think no one's ever going to want them. But there's, there's someone out there for everyone. And there's people out there that will like this beer. Otherwise, there's no way it would have wound up in a bargain booze for you to buy it. So there are people out there that would defend this beer. The label says premium quality. It's won awards. So it's not for us. But oh, it's a premium beer, isn't it? I've not noticed. <laughs> yeah, they've put that on there. There's someone out there that, that this is probably, a lot of people, this is their favourite beer. 
I mean, they're crazy, but but they're but that's different strokes for different folks, isn't it? So for me, I I can't imagine any beer that could be worse than this. It's the it's the it's the worst that we've had. Are we gonna what are we gonna are we gonna have to do rock paper scissors here, or are we gonna do one point five? A one and a half. Um, yeah. I, I will. I will tell you what. I will do the rock paper scissors just for the sake of. Um, I don't like the idea because if you're doing one, or you're doing two, it yeah. feels like half a mark doesn't doesn't do it justice either way. Whichever one of the things we go for. So yeah, yeah. Rock paper scissors for it. Let's wrap up with rock paper scissors then. So <laughs> while we're doing rock paper scissors, can I just play some music in the background? Yeah, it's a song that just makes me think of like happy times of being a kid and playing football. Norwich goal song. So, Norwich goal music, mate. It gets no better than that. So while this is on, we'll do the rock paper scissors. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. What did you do there? Scissors. Oh, sorry. I'm ah, on camera. Go again, because because I wasn't on I wasn't on camera. We'll go again. Give me another chance. So we we started again, yeah. Start again. Do one more. Right. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Got ah. big scissors. It's two out of ten. Mythos. Um, Mark, do you want to do the socials? Yeah, at FTLOV Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're now on YouTube as well. Please make sure you follow us. It'd be much appreciated. Um, so yeah, Mythos, Chingis, both done. Uh, two out of ten. What do we give Chingis? Uh, seven. Seven. Seven out of ten. Um, yeah, two more beers done. We've enjoyed Chingis. Not so much Mythos. We gave it a clean slate. And it was as shit as we remember. Um, yes. Yeah, we'll be uh, back soon with another episode. All being well. Cheers, everyone. Well, Phil's cracking on with Samba de Janeiro. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is drink beer for breakfast. This podcast is presented by The Podcast Lot, a free promotion label for up-and-coming podcasts. Follow them on Twitter at Podlot.